0: Hello everybody, good evening. It's 6.30 p.m. on a Wednesday. That means it's the live chat from Wild Ginger Running. And tonight, delighted to be here with, um, well, this lady has many credits to her name. She has completed the Kate Wrath Ultra 2018, when I was there and didn't complete it. Big up to her. And she has completed the Spine Race 2020 um, with no blisters. Um, We'll talk more on that later. She's trained to be an A&E consultant. She's a medic on the Dragon's Back Race and the Kate Wrath Ultra. She's training to do the Dragon's Back in 2022. She also does the odd Iron Man. Of course, it's Nikki Summers. Woo! (laughs) Hey, Nikki, how are you doing? Good, thank you. Thanks for having me along tonight. Cool. And I see you wearing your Cape Wrath Ultra t-shirt there. It's awesome, isn't it? I've got one of them too. (laughs) Oh,
1: it's lovely,
0: isn't it? I always feel a bit odd wearing it, but I do really like it. I really like it. It's one of the race t-shirts I've kept, actually, because it's really soft material. I really like it. Um, I just want to read you out. We've got um, quite a few people watching live already, and more will come as we get on with the show. Uh, I just want to read you out some nice comments that people have put. So Sue Hewittson says, "Oh, great guest, Claire. I can't wait to see what she has to say. And we've got Adrian <laughs> we've got Adrian Orange saying, Evening, this should be interesting. We all get blisters, right? <laughs> well, maybe not by the end of this. <laughs> Hopefully not. Yeah. And then Phil Haddock is here, he says hi. John Gardner says hi. And um, Deb White says, um, uh, no, you should, Deb. Deb says, I'm not sure I should be on the CW uh, for the Cape Wrath Ultra start line, but it'll be good to see you there, Nikki. You definitely should be there, Deb's. <laughs> um, oh, I for Deb's to be there, and I can give her a massive hug if we're allowed. Obviously. Yes, oh God, yeah, I hope so by then. So Deb's <laughs> helped um, with uh, Sabrina Vergy's uh, Pennine Way FKT just recently. So that's how I know Debs. And she should definitely be on the start line of the Kate Rath Ultra. Um, be
1: a lot of books on the spine race as well.
0: Oh, good. Yeah, that is brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> and um, Sue is here. She says hi. Guy is here as well. He's got a question later on as well. Um, he says Hi. So, um, I was just speaking to you just before we came live, Nikki, I just, I was intrigued myself to know whether you personally did suffer from blisters. And I just wondered if we should just start with that because it seems like everybody here might be suffering with blisters, but how was it for you? Um, so I think that,
1: I think probably at, at the beginning, everybody gets blisters and I suppose there's lots of different reasons why people get blisters, um whether that's because you've got calluses or you've got ill-fitting feet or you've got worn out ill-fitting, feet, ill-fitting shoes or um, I've
0: got ill-fitting feet
1: <laughs> that's for sure <laughs> Sorry. Um, or kind of worn out socks um, so I used to get blisters between my toes, um, my big toes kind of point in a little bit onto my second toe and I used to get really really bad blisters and my husband kind of kept nagging me oh you should really try toe socks and I was like oh they look really really weird um, and then he finally brought me a pair um and it was a massive kind of convert for me so i went from kind of i would always blister my second toe like any long run anything more on than i would get blisters and then i went to wearing toe socks so i get them every christmas and birthday um, oh, so lovely. Guys, um and um so i've got to draw of them um but they they kind of revolutionized running for me and made it a lot better um, I think that really the, the key with blisters is is prevention and learning to look after your feet. So we can look at some manky pictures in a bit um, that are quite interesting and it's really important to know how to treat blisters, but much, much, much more important is how to prevent them. Um, so I learned before K8 RAF, I'd run, I think one or triple four around K8 Rath, I'd run Highland Fling, I definitely got some blisters. Um, and so I went on the k website, and I think probably like everybody else, like yourself, like all the other runners, as I absorbed as much information as I could. And there's a really, really, really good page on the k website on foot care, um, on sort of guidance for foot care. And it hammers home the fact that prevention is so important. And so um, kind of big things really for me is having nice soft feet, getting rid of calluses, because calluses is where you blister. Um, and, um, and taping, so I learned there's some really, really good videos on that website. So I learned how to tape my feet. Um, so, in fact, this year on the spine, I finished the race with yeah, my feet were sore because they've been wet for five days um, or a bit wet, um, but I had no blisters, um, so, and I suspect probably had some of the best feet in the race I did have an argument for someone else, he just makes <laughs> the last checkpoint about his
0: feet being the best in the race and I, his feet the <laughs> they should do that at the end of races shouldn't they like best in show like <laughs> the best feet at the end of a race <laughs> like at like Crofts or something um, we've got um, someone on the live chat agrees with you about wearing the toe socks the ones with the individual little like it's like a glove for your foot isn't it it's like <laughs> the toe socks Um, so Lee Gillam says I agree I always wear toe socks and I never get blisters Um, so for me though when I wear the toe socks it makes my toes a little bit bigger like that in the shoe and then they just the shoe squashes them together even more maybe I need to get a bigger pair of shoes I I think um, think that's a
1: a reason a lot of people get Feet problems is that your feet swell, and particularly on a multi-day race like Cape Wrath, like Dragon's Back, um, your feet are going to be much bigger at the end of the week. And so, I don't. I think I had one pair, one pair of shoes on Cape Wrath that was slightly bigger because you had bigger shoes on on the last day as well, didn't you? When you Yeah, I had bed.
0: one big shoe and one small shoe because I could only <laughs> fit one shoe in my shoe, and I had to use my tent mate's old shoe. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think. Um, if you're getting lots of blisters
1: it might often be and lots of toenail problems um it might often be because your shoes aren't big enough um so i've actually just started wearing ultra Mm. um shoes which are foot shaped shoes and they're really wide at the end um, but even before that, I was running in homes, which were a lot narrower, um, but they still fitted my toe socks in and I didn't really have any issues
0: with them. Mm, okay. Yeah, so the ultra is a really good option, um, the thing is they're zero drop, so that doesn't suit everyone. Um, there's a brand called Topo as well, and they make five mil drop shoes, and they're not very common in the UK, but they're, they're, they're available as well. Oh, um, great. Yeah. Um, so um, let us go to the first question for you Nikki which is from Adrian Orange um, and you were just talking about this before um, in that prevention is better than the cure but he says how can I condition my feet especially my toes to prevent the blisters in the first place what are your tips on that uh, so basically keeping them soft and getting rid of calluses so re- regularly moisturizing
1: them um, you you so I I, if I don't look after my feet, I callus on the outside edge of my big toe. It, it's a point where I always get callus. But so you can get rid of your calluses by like just moisturising really, really regularly. Because people think that tough feet... There's, there's different schools of thought, isn't there? Some people think that tough feet that are really hard is, is useful and will prevent you blisters. Um, but actually your blisters tend to happen because the calluses are rubbing against the rest of the foot. Um, And so just really regularly moisturising them, getting a pumice stone and kind of rubbing off your calluses. Um, You could go see a podiatrist or a chiropodist um, to have foot care um, and they will scrape your calluses off and it sounds not very nice, but they will get a scalpel and they will take your calluses off. And and actually that can be a really good starting point to to go and see an expert, get your feet in the best possible condition, Lots of runners have manky toenails, um, and they say, oh, "Oh, runners just have toenails like this." In fact, I met one of your um, followers on the spine, Chris, uh, who had some toenail problems on the spine. Oh
0: um, yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. You don't, you don't have to have bad toenails. It's, it's not inherent that runners have bad toenails. Runners have bad toenails because they haven't looked after them. Um, and if you're struggling, that's fine go and see someone. It might be you've got a fungal infection, or you've just had sort of you've lost that nail recurrently. But if you can have sort of tidy, neat toenails and cutting them in advance of the race, not in the morning, like sort of five days before, so that they're not too sharp when you start. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and really, yeah, so sort of doing it as much as you can in advance and also practicing with the K-tape because I have not taped until the 4K raft. But then I my few big runs before it, I learned how to tape so that I could do it efficiently during the race um, and also so that I knew it worked. Um, and it, it's kind of revolutionized running. For me, really, because if I'm going for a long wet run, I just put some tape on, and my feet are, feet are all good, and I don't get any issues anymore.
0: So. Ah, so you do that prior, like, and do you cut? Um, can you just show us that bit of t- K tape that you just had yeah, there? Got so, a so nice I've, little blue bit. Yeah, so I have pre-cut
1: bits of tape that have different uses. So you cut two bits like this that go on your heel. Oh, okay. One of them has a little gap.
0: Uh
1: huh. And the other one doesn't. Okay. And they, if I can get my foot in the right position <laughs> um, this one one the cut goes over the back of the heel okay yeah those without cut goes underneath like a, like a saddle ah. so on the um, Kate Raff website there are some really really good videos of how to tape that are recorded from a nice angle without me lifting my foot <laughs> um, yeah but so I have yeah you use two bits on the heel um, For me, my big problem is the inside of my big toe, the outside of my big toe, so you cut a bit like this, a bit like a um, (laughs) Pac-Man, and that goes, um, I'll put it on and show you, so then I tape my big toe, and then you can tape any toes, and I'll show you how to tape toes as well, because toenails, toes blister, like if you can, even with toe socks, I still occasionally blister. So this is me
0: having taped the inside of my, Big toe. Ah, uh, so it's just around the outside, and then the slip bit. Which side yeah. is the slip bit gone? Uh, under the bottom, so the tape sort of. Oh, it's kind uh, of come round. Yeah. Oh, um, great. So, kind of. And. That's it. Sorry, can't oh, really that's that. cool. So, um, um, but it it just works
1: to prevent blisters, but there are much better videos yeah. on Kate Rath website that will show you this without me sticking my foot into the <laughs> camera
0: yeah so for anybody listening later on this live broadcast or on the podcast version which I make tomorrow um, Nikki was just holding up her foot and there was a nice bit of blue tape around it but if you go on the Kate Wrath Ultra website and I have linked to it in the film description and it will be in the podcast show notes as well you can see those videos um, for yourself there Um, So that's a really good recommendation. Um, And I'm really interested in the fact that you said that um, scraping calluses off is a good thing because um, we've got a couple of people here who are interested in that so so guy greater x says he's been running for three or four years now and he's only ever had a one small blister on his arch when he wore some hockers um yeah. he's, he says his feet have always been really dry um and he's yeah. got loads of calluses and dried skin on them and he's saying does this help to prevent the blisters but it sounds like maybe not then um i but I think there's different
1: there's different schools of thought and probably what people thought maybe 20 years ago is maybe different to what they think now. Yeah. Um I, g- I guess a bit of it is what works for you mm. and what will work for a one day race or even a 100 mile a race but it's a continuous race is different to what will work for a multi day race. Yeah. Because on something like Kate Rath you can say oh but I never blister. Mm. Yeah but you never run 8 days in a row with <laughs> yeah yeah well that's what i was like
0: i didn't blister in my whole training i used the same socks and shoes as my whole training but by day four i had these horrendous blisters because of the swelling of my feet i think yeah and so i think it's um some people will swear
1: by having hard feet but i think generally the school of thought now and and what from my personal experience and my experience looking after feet on dragon's back as well Mm -hmm. um soft feet without calluses seems to be the way to go
0: Ah, I see. Well that answers Matthew Walker's question, which is, um, firstly he says, Great, I'm sure this will be full of useful stuff. I'd love to hear Nikki's opinion on calluses. Is it best to remove them or leave them to protect against future friction in that location? So we have the answer now. <laughs> yeah, definitely remove them because the
1: callus is what contributes to friction and then you tend to callus around it. Um and so generally the points where you callus is are going to be the points where you blister. So get rid of the callus, but then prophylactically tape, preventatively tape in those areas. So I will always tape my heels, the outside edge of my big toes, and then I tend to tape my second toes and my little toes. Mm. So it seems like quite a lot. But actually, and a good top tip for multi-day races is to have your tape cut in advance. Um, Have like eight little bags of tape in the right sizes, because... Each morning so I didn't do this on camera and this is definitely one of my learning points I could have saved myself a lot of time because um, actually tape for two feet for eight days it's quite a lot of tape it's more yeah. than one
0: uh-huh.
1: um, so you, you will run out so if, if you take it already cut if you know what works and take it already cut it's really really useful and saves you a load of time yeah. especially if
0: you get That's really good advice, definitely good advice. And that's really interesting, because um, I think that, um, like me, like a lot of people, you don't tend to do anything about your blisters until you've actually got the blister, whereas it sounds like you go, ah, I know I'm gonna get a blister here, potentially. I will tape it before before nothing is wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with your foot. You just tape it, yeah. Definitely, yeah. worth definitely worth doing yeah okay that's really useful um we, um people on the live chat are loving this so adrian orange says thanks for the great advice um i've not tried moisturizer i wish my toes looked like nikki's <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: my toes. i've got finger toes they're really long and horrible
0: <laughs> uh, well he really likes them <laughs> and <laughs> and and deb says um i've never had worse blisters than when i blistered under hard skin they became open wounds oh that sounds horrible <sighs> yeah. Or um so the next question is um is about treating them during the race. It's from John Earp. He's like, What's the best way to treat blister's kind of mid race? Like, do you do you do repairs or do you keep it wrapped up? And I'm guessing it's do the repairs. Yeah. And so I think we should now go through um all these the pi- picture? horrendous pictures I hope no one's watching this during having their dinner and if you're on the podcast then you're lucky because you won't get the full extent of these pictures if you are on the podcast and you want to see these pictures this was originally on YouTube so the link is in the show notes for the podcast and um, so should we start with this at number one then Nikki this is the small blister that you can treat yourself apparently <laughs> um, can you just um for anybody watching on podcast, could you just describe it for us quickly as well
1: um, so this i've not got pictures in front of me but that's okay um this is a um a small blister that you can see it's quite minor um it, it isn't it isn't that big it's in a
0: bit of an annoying place it's, is it worn next to the toe yeah it's like just, just under the big yeah. toe and then the next toe like there on the foot that's yeah the <laughs> um and um yeah so that's but
1: one of the big things on Kate Rath uh, and on Dragons back as a medic is I don't want to see your basic blisters I want you to sort them out mm-hmm. um because yes we are there and, and um Shane and Aria have put, put together like a fabulous medical team which is really 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 good but um we still don't we don't want to have to be doing really basic blister care because if you can look after yourself and the other thing is teaming up with your tent mates to look after each other um is really really important so within my tent um I guess they were quite lucky because they had an A&E doctor and another doctor in our tent um (laughs) so um we all looked after each after each other really um but so this is this is in an annoying place. Blisters on the bottom of the foot are painful because you're going to put a lot of weight through there. Okay, so, but basically, I don't want to see a blister like this, and I will tell you, if I the medical, <laughs> go away. I will tell you to go away and sort it <laughs> out yourself. Because when you get your blister kit, it comes with instructions on how to manage blisters, and this is a, a basic blister. Okay, so, any blister, you need to clean it. Okay, that's first off also we don't want to see dirty feet like you've got to clean your feet you've got to look after them when you get back into camp every night the first thing you need to do is clean your feet and dry your feet because you've got to give them the best chance of drying out to be usable the next day um so there's always a big debate about whether to drain a blister or to leave it personally what i do for myself I drain all of my blisters. I'm a big fan of draining, okay? Um, But that's not necessarily the best practice, okay? Um, So I appreciate that lots of medics won't agree with me, and therefore that is not necessarily the advice that I would give to this person. So it depends how painful it is, because blisters are painful when they're swollen. The the kind of swelling with the fluid is what hurts. So you, if it's not too painful, I would put dressing on top of it. And most of the time, what we use to dress blisters is just strips of K-tape, strips of that blue tape, but what you want to do is just put a little bit of padding on top. So in your blister kit, you get these um, little packs of gauze. All they've got is uh, these little white bits of kind of cottony stuff. So you could cut yourself a little circle um, that you would stick over your. So you cut yourself a little round bit, I'll just do that. Stick that over the blister and then to stop it rubbing, to stop friction. So you put a little dot over the saw bit and then you would put a rounded bit of k-tape so anytime you use k-tape round the corners okay Uh because then it stops coming off put it on and then you need to rub it for sort of 20 seconds to really activate the glue okay to make it stick properly um everyone's got different opinions about the brand of k-tape rock tape is definitely the best it's also the most expensive um, I actually had some from Aldi recently but was really, really good and still stuck on at the end of the day of running in, in the wet. Um, so that's quite good. Um, but so clean it, pad it, tape it. That's basically what we do with all blisters, but some blisters we drain. But when, you decide, when you're making a decision about draining something, you need to be aware that if you drain something, you're potentially gonna increase the risk of infection because you're making a hole. Okay. Mm-hmm. So anytime you make a hole, and this is what we say in my job at work as well. Anytime I make a hole, there's a risk of infection. So whether that's putting a cannula in um, or something more complex, um, anytime you make a hole, it, in, it increases your risk of infection. But so you've got to decide, is that blister too painful? And are you going to take that risk? If it was me, for my blisters, and this is where a lot of my experiences come from, is from my own ultra running, that's then sort of translated to start uh, working as a medic um, on races, is I would, I would drain that and then stick some k over it
0: yeah Mm -hmm. and so how would you drain that would you um get a sterile needle is that how you do it no so in your
1: blister kit you get some scalpels they're not quite like this one so this one's got a long handle on what you actually get in your blister kit is just a blade okay so if you look at the end of that okay and so they (laughs) recommend um um i think this is a size 11 and the size 11 i believe is is what you get in your blister pack because different scalpels have got different different points believe it or not so different numbers mean different shapes Um, and so a size 11 has got this nice um point on the end so it'd be good for draining blisters so what i would recommend is basically you make multiple holes um so kind of like like slits, not just holes if you can, yeah. um, to allow it to empty, but also so that it doesn't refill. Okay, because it's it's you don't just want to drain it, you want to stop it filling. Okay? Uh-huh. Um, and then when you're draining a blister, um, really you want to drain it and then you want to dry it out and then so on something like Kate raft, you might drain something in the evening and then dress it in the morning.
0: Oh, um, I see, so yeah dry out before you dress it. Oh okay, and then would you put like an antiseptic thing on top once you've drained it? Yeah. When you clean it, um, use alcohol wipes, you get little,
1: this isn't quite the one that comes in a pack, but this is an alcohol wipe, Um, so you get an antiseptic alcohol wipe, and so you will clean it first before you drain it, and then you put some antiseptic cream on it. um, so yeah kind of whatever you've decided to carry in your first aid kit but not a lot of it because you want it to, you don't want it to be wet you want it to dry out
0: uh-huh yeah ah yeah. oh, that's good and so when you talk about the blister kit is this the one that you can buy from a events like from Rath from yeah, the exactly. and then drags back yeah i exactly. uh-huh. so have a list of what what they recommend and so that is it comes with
1: some packs of gauze some simple kind of what they call island dressings which are like a bit of a bit of gauze with kind of a big sticky plaster basically it comes with some compedes um which we don't really recommend um and it comes with moles or used to come with moleskin i don't think it does now but i would definitely recommend putting this in for multi-day races because you can pad the bottom of your
0: foot out um Um, when you've got macerated feet and stuff like that which um, we'll come on to in a bit Oh, great. Well, that's great, because yep. Debs is asking, what about moleskin? So that's great that we'll come out of that for a bit. And then, yep. and then I did warn everyone before we started putting these pictures up. But Rich Simpson is just saying, I'm just going to delay eating my pork chop dinner. <laughs> yes.
1: Yes. delay
0: your dinner everyone because these pictures there is nine of them and they get way worse so the next are we good to go on to the next one um okay so this one is called burst me small picture number two so that is a huge kind of it looks like a bulbous nose on the back of someone's heel it's such a big blister it looks it looks kind of like quite easily treatable
1: yeah, so the annoying thing about that is is where it is. It's on your ovary Achilles insertion. So that's going to be really annoying and it's going to keep rubbing. So that absolutely needs to be drained. Um, so basically with your scalpel, clean it with your alcohol wipe and then multiple holes in it and get all of the um, mankiness, all of the kind of fluid from it out of it, massage it out so it's nice and empty. And then if this is a multi-day race, I'd leave that to dry overnight and then dress it in the morning. And because of where it is, that is... That is going to rub, that's going to keep rubbing. So again, I'd put um a cut-up bit of um of swab, um, and then I'd put K-tape. So we talked about tape, I've talked about taping the heel anyway with your two bits, and this is probably just above where that tape would be. So I'd just put another bit, sort of wrap it around the back of the heel, um, like that, and with always with curved edges, cut corners off, so you'll have a house full of Little little blue corners. I'm always finding them in my
0: house. <laughs> yeah. And that one, um, uh, because of gravity, would you suggest putting the little insert cutting just under that blister so that when you're walking about it kind of drains downwards, or does it not matter? No, would you just no, slice all the way around? I'd, just,
1: I'd put I'd put multiple in multiple slits in it, really. Yeah. Um so it drains as well as possible.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah so wherever you are, like sliding down or wherever. Right. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, well, um, yeah, we're getting a lot of love for you tonight here, Nikki, on the live chat. We've got, um, Ruth says... Um, what a fascinating subject big problem for me always get d- blisters, blisters on long distances so hopefully yeah. we can help you with a bit here tonight um, and then somebody um, I was going to ask this as well but someone um, daddy Bisson on the live chat says why not compede Um so uh, well, if uh, you they swear by jump, them but only you, they've only done 100 jump, miles in one day yet and not done any multi-days do you want to jump ahead to picture five and yeah. I'll show you why compede Okie dokie, this is a non-using of compie picture, so saws everyone, this is a disgusting picture, it's basically like an open wound of skin on someone's heel, and it looks like a compede has been there. Because um, compedes stick, so
1: on a one day event they're probably okay, but um, they stick to the blister and they pull it off, okay, so they can make they go they go kind of rock-hard and horrible on, sorry, on multi-day stuff and when they're getting wet. So on a one-day event, you'll probably get away with it and that's fine, um, but on multi-day stuff absolutely not um, because they stick to and they then pull everything off.
0: Yeah, so they stick to your sock as well, don't they? They just kind of glue to the sock and then when you take your sock off, it's really hard not to take the blister plaster off with your skin with you. Like yes, this person's exactly. obviously doing there. He's taking his sock off and, and the basic. blister is peeling basic. off.
1: Yeah. And so that would be quite difficult to treat because A, that's going to be painful to remove and then B, you've got a big, massive, wet, gunky hole. Um, so you'd try and dry that out with some zinc oxide um, cream, potentially, um, which is quite a good... You can just buy it on the internet. It's quite a good way of um, sort of drying out blisters um and then you would want to put a non-adhesive dressing um on that so something that doesn't stick to it um and then put k-tape on top of that again so something not something non-sticky and then tape on top would be having
0: a mm. yeah so that's, that is why not compes. yeah that's really useful well. to know because uh, i think well, like when when i was doing all my hiking at school competes yeah. had just come in like this is in the 90s yeah. early 2000s and everyone was like oh competes yeah. brilliant it's basically like a padded plaster yeah. it's like yeah. two in one but you're yeah. saying now the thinking is more like the moleskin the padded stuff the gauze yeah. and then the k-tape yeah. over the top there is a role for coffee because
1: they do act like a second skin um but i think that role is not really in multi-day racing
0: because they cause damage like this mm-hmm. yeah that's that's good to know okay um cool okay so um so we've done the treat yourself one we've done the burst me one then we've got one called de-roofed small shall we talk about that one now then um, so this is just a blister that's had the roof taken off of it so it's a heel
1: isn't it and it looks a bit kind of red and a bit sore and a bit sloppy. Yeah. Um, so I guess the risk with this one is anytime you take the top off the blister there's a risk of infection as as we talked about, anytime you drain it will take top of it, um, but this will have been a big blister on heel, um, this may even have been the complete blister um, deroofed potentially, um, and um, so with h- how you manage that after you've deroofed it, because well, when you... We're leaving the skin on acts as a protective layer, even though it may continue to rub. But mm. once that layers off, that's going to be more painful. So and it's that's what you're
0: calling that. de-roofed when the skin is off, and you've got like this yeah. bare kind of red yeah. skin like underneath. And you kind of, if you've got a, it is quite good,
1: certainly afterwards to de-roof blisters, because otherwise you can get like you can even more like skin infection inside them and stuff, mm-hmm. because you've got dead skin and dead tissue. So if you take the top off. Um, it can it can scab over and heal that way. Um, so in a race, um, there is a magic dressing called inodine mm-hmm. that is not in the blister kits um, but me and Charlotte have recently discovered and are in love with um, and that's really good for reducing infection. so if this look, this looks a bit sluffy so in this case I'd probably put some inodine on it, but then I'd put an, on top of that I'd put a non adhesive dressing and I'd put K tape because really every blister is going to have K tape on top of it, let's be honest mm-hmm. and everything you have something that doesn't stick
0: and then some K-tape on top of it. Quick, buy shares in K-tape. Um, so okay. this Inidine, is that a cream or is it a dressing? <laughs> Sorry, I don't know it's, what it is. <laughs> it's, um, it's a dressing that helps reduce um, infection, basically. So
1: you can buy them, I think you can buy them on Amazon, actually, mm-hmm. um, but it um, it helps draw infection out of wounds. Um, so like, it's it's really good Like if you've fallen over and taken all the skin off your knees, for instance. That's when I used it most recently, one of our nurse practitioners uh, just sorted my knees out for me after an amusing fall in lockdown um, but it's very good for kind of helping helping remove infection and reduce infection um so um i think it's been superseded by something else now that's supposedly even better uh, but we're a big fan of it because it just helps dry out and heal um and heal kind of without all the infection, really. So it's quite good.
0: Yeah. And so is this the kind of blister that you could go to the medic tent with on the Kate Wrath Ultra or the Dragon's Back? Yeah, I'd be very, very happy to do that. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. And is... if, if, if you're happy and confident managing it yourself, that's really, really good, because that's the best place to be in, is to be happy knowing, knowing, knowing what you're doing and sorting yourself out. Because also, we have a queue, generally, and you have to wait, and time is precious, particularly like it was evident last year on the Dragon's Back. People... We were opening the medical tent at 5 am. But if you're at the slow end of the field and you're starting at 6 and just getting in in time for the cut off, you want to start at 6. You don't want to be waiting in a queue to see us to get your blister sorted to get going if it's something that you can sort yourself.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, okay that's great so that's de-roofed small covered and now number blister number four is a blood blister which oh that's a good one isn't it there it's under the big toe on the pad of the foot so it's like on on this bit where you're constantly going to be putting your weight on and it just looks really painful yeah so
1: exactly that is going to be really painful so the school of thought with blood blisters is that you should try not to drain them um, so other blisters, I'm a massive advocate for draining, but the problem with blood blisters is if you drain them, there's a, there is an increased infection risk because blood is there, and blood is a really good place for bacteria to grow because it's full of not, lots of nutrients. Um, so we try not to drain blood blisters if we can help it, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's give and take. That's a really painful place. If you can manage to run on it, keep running on it. Like obviously had it so this would be a really good place to use the moleskin that Debs is talking about so put something that doesn't stick first and then put some moleskin on top of it and then put some physio tape on top of that to hold the moleskin in place Um, but realistically in that place that's probably going to be too painful and you are going to drain it but you really need to know that the risk of that draining it increases your risk of infection and then you need to know what to look out for um, with infection so kind of like lots of swelling and redness and angliness basically
0: yeah okay well that's really useful to know um so don't drain blood blisters but do drain other blisters yeah yeah Yeah. but
1: you you can you can drain them if it's too painful but just be aware of it increases infection risk
0: yeah Mm -hmm. okay um and then we covered the compede blister so um if anybody is new to the chat just now on the live show then um scroll back a few a few minutes, we covered that. Um, then we've got this beautiful picture of a guy with really, really um, crinkly feet. It, he looks like a dead person, these feet. Yeah. They look like trench so, foot feet. <laughs> it's yeah, a great it's picture. So-
1: <laughs> Not- quite trench foot but they're not far out but yeah so these are really macerated feet that are full of water Um, and so this is really difficult when you're running wet races and so it's how you avoid this so it really again it all comes back to prevention and so on a race like the spine um, lots of people wear waterproof socks Um, I wear knee-high striker waterproof socks like quite a few of (laughs) us they're really good but even then they don't necessarily prevent you from getting um getting wet feet and i wouldn't wear i wouldn't tend to wear waterproof socks in the summer because you get too hot um but and so we wouldn't recommend wearing gore-tex shoes um because what will happen is that you'll get water in your shoes and then it won't get out again so if you do want to wear a water barrier wear waterproof socks but still being aware that you can get water in them so actually more important is having um shoes that drain well um, so I had a recent, I ran the Slate Trail um, in July and it was really, really wet um, and I wasn't really expecting it to be that wet um, and I was running in a newer pair of hokers than I'd ran Cape Rath in and I didn't have any problems on Kate Rath. Um, my feet were really, really macerated and the last 20 miles were um, quite slow and painful um, because my that pair of shoes just didn't rain. They they changed the uppers to make them more durable and it's definitely a more durable upper, but it doesn't rain. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. um so but prevent the and then mass rate of feet are quite are quite hard in the middle of a race. If it's the middle of a day, um they're gonna be really sore. Um but so it's it's as much what you do to try and sort it out once you get into camp. So Sticking, some people talk about talcum powder and put lots of powder on them. Who knows what's best, Um, but really drying them out and then giving them a chance to recover. So uh, keeping them open, massaging them is supposed to be really, really good to get the blood going and just get them sort of going back to normal. And then um, giving them a chance to dry out so some comfortable sandals or or shoes, um, but like keeping them open as much as you can in the evening so that they can dry out ready for the next day. But they will be sore. They'll be sensitive the next day,
0: I would say. Yeah, they look really sensitive. They look like zombie feet. Um, <laughs> I just realised we also had a question from Arlene Maitlock about this. Um, uh, she, Well, she's specifically ad- asking about what's the best way to prevent blisters when running through streams and rivers and very wet areas. Um, and she's saying, do you ever recommend foot powder or would you yeah. recommend like a Vaseline type product? So I wouldn't recommend
1: Vaseline because it goes hard in your socks. Um so i've got a uh, uh i sometimes use this I must admit i'm not very religious about using it it's just a blister stop um two tom's blister blister shield um so you can use you can use something like that um we would not recommend vaseline um because it it does go hard in your sh- in your socks and can make things a lot worse um so yeah powders is good um and then once it is like this, the balls of those feet particularly are going to be really really sore so this is when your um, moleskin or your fleecy web so I don't know if you've ever seen moleskin but it's like um,
0: it's furry it's kind of nice and soft um, a bit cuddly (laughs) it's lovely it looks like a cuddly (laughs) toy like a strip of a cuddly toy so the negative of moleskin is if you look at it from the side
1: it's quite thick it's probably only a couple of mils but compared Mm. to k-tape which is like there's nothing to it from the side. It's significantly thicker. Um, So, moleskin is good, and it it can just help pad out sore areas. So, getting a nice curved bit of moleskin under the worst bit of the ball of your foot can can help with the pain from this. So, you'd put moleskin, which has a peely back, um, peely back, sticky back. um, So, you peel off, um, peel it off, um, and stick it to your foot and then you would put some K-tape on top of that to secure it in place. Yeah. Um, so that's what I would do once once you've got it, is dry it out and then, then put this on it. Um, but yeah, just trying to pre- trying to prevent it. So you can use powders, um, dry your feet as soon as you can. The first priority when you're back in camp or at the end of the day is getting those feet dry so that you can be good to go the next day.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's more about admin as well as the actual treatment oh. of the blister, yeah.
1: Because your your general admin will help you. How you admin your feet will help you look after your feet. gate to the end.
0: Yeah, and and you said um, you didn't recommend Vaseline. Um, so uh, we've got a question on the live chat from Guy. He says, "What about Gurney Goo? Like um, oh. it's kind of like a different so- thing." I haven't used Go and Goo, so I
1: can't advocate for it, but I have heard, I think Damien Hall swears by it, um, and the person I was having a debate with who claimed to have the best feet on the spine race when I actually did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <a> competitive. Um, <laughs> He, I've used guenigu. Um and I, I think in I think in winter races it can be quite good. I think generally in the, in the summer it's maybe less comfortable. But I I don't know because I haven't used it. But it, it I think it's like a it's like a water repellent thing, so it can sort of create a barrier on the outside of your feet. Um, and certainly Rob, who I finish a spine with, um, he did use it, and he also had good feet. Um, so there's obviously something. And if Damien Hall applies it, there's got to be. Um, something good about it that man knows
0: his stuff so yeah yeah and he runs a very long way <laughs> um and so there's there's quite a few comments about the the wet feet issue on the live chat and and deb's has said uh, she just discovered deck shells waterproof socks yes, um and she's yes. loving those so there's deck shells in there yes. there's seal skins there's bridgedale to a yes. storm sock as well so there's lots of different types now um i use deck shell ultralight or ultra i think um
1: I had some previous seal skins, I didn't get on them because they were a bit of a thick. The problem with waterproof socks is you're going to have to size up shoes. Mm. So on the spine, I had, I used to run in um, Las Fatillas and I, and I tend to in winter for waterproof socks underneath them. And I had my usual pair of shoes, I didn't even bother with them. I went up one European size and then another European size. Because you, you've got to allow for the fact that they're much thicker than normal socks. And the other thing I would say about waterproof socks is... Practicing them, um, and I would recommend using a liner sock. So, in Gingy, who make the toe socks, do a merino liner toe sock, um, which is really thin. Um, but waterproof socks will never be perfect, and they will only last so long, particularly the thinner ones, because at the end of the day, the membrane will break plastic membrane that keeps them dry. Um, so, they're good for keeping your feet warm, but they don't always keep them dry. Um, but um, having a liner so interesting on the spine race I saw a guy come into a checkpoint who had um, it wasn't even halfway through the race it was at Malham Tarn so like checkpoint 1.5 really um, took his waterproof socks off didn't have a liner on I saw his feet and obviously I wasn't medicing; I was running um, but I looked at his feet across the room and was like hmm that guy is not going to make it to the next checkpoint and he oh, didn't um, yeah. So, so it's like it's so important to practice in practicing what you use. But yeah, I'm a big fan of deck shells, but I do wear a liner sock underneath them.
0: Yeah, um, I was just gonna ask you about that because you were a big advocate for the toe socks, and I'm not aware yeah. of them making a waterproof sock. No, no, yeah, no, that no, goes no, around no, each toe. No, <laughs> wear, wear, um, wear a liner toe sock underneath them, or
1: or another liner sock, toe socks. Um, but I would, yeah, I I really like the NG, um toe socks, and their, their merino liner. It's not that durable because um, it's quite thin, but it is really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Not loaded down yet. So. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it, that you can do all this work on your fitness, but if you don't also put the work in and the care and get the experience on your feet, you can totally scupper your race, however, fit you are. I think that's, it's, a, it's really,
1: really important, isn't it? Because we spend, like Cape Rapids an expensive race. Yeah. you can spend a lot of money and a lot of time, and a lot of races that cost a lot of money, and you might spend months and months and months preparing, but actually you need to prepare for the whole the whole thing, and actually looking after your feet and learning properly how to take them and to take care of yourself. Is I finished um, reasonably well in the spine, place-wise, surprisingly, actually, because I'm not that fast. But what I am good is being efficient a sort of checkpoint admin looking after myself so I didn't have any injuries I if anything sped up in the race because I had good feet and was able to just keep moving and not have problems not have to wait to see medics and things like that which is really really important so
0: yeah yeah it's really really good tips i think it's yeah it's really interesting everyone always focuses on the training side but yeah this is so important especially for those longer races and multi-day stuff um and we've got some some people on the live chat are like yep i know these feet so these macerated feet that we're looking at now rich simpson says yeah my feet were like that after the 100 mile of breckham beacon way no blisters but really wrinkly yeah and i think
1: I think for a one-day race, like like 100, I say, call the hundred-mile or one-day race, it wouldn't be hundred. wouldn't be a one-day race for me. I'm slow, um, <laughs> but um, it, uh, for like a single continuous race, you can almost get away with it yeah. because it's one day and you've got to get to the end. It the same for me at the end of the Slate Trail. Um, my feet were like that, but it was one day. I got to a van and I was finished. Um, but yeah, and so it's maybe it's less important on a one-day race. But it's the multi day races where you've really got to get on top of this. So that, how how many people end their race because of
0: football
1: Loads and loads and loads of people. So you've just got to be uh, got to get it sorted.
0: Yeah, definitely. That's that's the one thing I would have to really concentrate on if I ever went for something like that again. Um and yeah. Edward John's um he's got an interesting comment here. He says that powder in socks and shoes can really delay or mitigate wet feet in summer. Yes. He says it worked really well for him on the Dragon's Back in 2019. Congratulations, Edward, for that.
1: Nice one. Oh, that's really good. Yeah, I've not used it personally, but that's really good to know that it worked. Um, there's a good book um, called Fix Your Feet. Ah. Oh. Um, this is basically the Bible of foot care. Um, yeah. It's um, it's super good. Um, and that talks about powder for reducing maceration and also once you once you are macerated treating it with lots of powder to help dry out
0: yeah so that is that talcum powder or, or is that yeah, a, a yeah, new yeah. thing now yeah. <laughs> I'm so old-fashioned <laughs> when I did yeah. all my long-distance walking stuff and learn about all this stuff I think it was like 1996 <laughs> so I was like 12 so we, like it was compied all the way and and yeah. um, oh, what, what did we do we were supposed to like wash our feet in something um, I don't know, bicarbonate of soda or something weekly before you raced and then you would harden your feet. It was all about hardening the foot. Yeah, soaking them in TCP to get them hard. Yeah, stuff like that, yeah. Some people will
1: still do that, but I'm not a fan. Yeah, it was
0: all old school. Um, Okay, well, I'll link to that book um, in the YouTube description, uh, video description, if anyone's keen for that. And I'll also link to that in the podcast show notes as well. It is is quite
1: in-depth. It is 300 and... 60-odd pages of very tiny font, oh. um, so <laughs> it's useful as a reference. Yeah.
0: Um, but- but don't expect like better i'm reading no, <laughs> yeah the, don't get the audio book <laughs> um so there's um uh, we had the question about gurney goo um so i don't know if you'll be able to answer this one as well but there's um there's various conversations on the live chat going on about um what about squirrels nut butter um or or um yeah uh, leaf ocr says that as well um would it be possibly a similar question to gurney goo but would you suggest squirrels nut butter um i know marcus well guy says marcus got really likes it um yeah, i presume it's i presume it's equivalent yeah. to is it a moisturizer or is it like a let me google um, that it's like you know that blister shield stuff that you held up oh. i think it's pretty much like that it's like an anti-chafe anti-blister yeah. um sort of thing it's quite expensive um so yeah. so i'm guessing it's really yeah. good <laughs> i'll link yeah. to that in the i'll link to all of that but in the show it's notes something
1: as well called, um but stop
0: um, yeah like
1: be stop but stop but i think is um i think it's the same brand as this it's two tongs and that's Uh a really good anti-chafe um i've never used it on my feet but it's quite good for other chafe
0: areas yeah uh uh-huh and we'll talk about chafing in in just a sec before we get on to the last disgusting picture as well uh, because there's another question um that's coming but i'll just tell you a funny story when i first heard about squirrel's nut butter i think like jim you know jim walmsley and all that like co-casino cowboys over in america they're all sponsored by squirrel's nut butter and I was like oh that's cool squirrel's nut butter I thought it was like a peanut butter like a like a peanut butter thing and I was (laughs) like why are they putting it on their balls that's really weird then I realized it was like a gurney goo type thing but yeah yeah, funny story for you (laughs) then um but John um Moisey wants to know about the chafing um so he says when should you butter up um and how often should you reapply as a rule of thumb um he says here that he seems to never notice. Um, for long efforts and then um, when a load of water hits you in like from seams or backpack straps and stuff um, things just get on fire um, yeah. so yeah he just wants tips on timings and how liberal one needs to be with this buttering up business <laughs>
1: You will know where you chafe. You will learn where you chafe when you've done, when you've started to do more today stuff. So chafe in advance, because you know, so I know when I run with my fast pack, if I'm doing over so like on um, the spine or like this weekend, I went to the Clinton Peninsula. I didn't tape my back. I've got a scab on my spine. Um, so certain points I tape, there's this tape called Hyperfix. This is the 5cm width hyperfix. You can also get 10cm width. This is super good. So, I've had this on my back for five days in a very wet adventure race, and it didn't come off, and I didn't chafe. Um, So, I wouldn't put this like in flexures, like under your arms or in your groins, but if you have a point, like say on your shoulder, mm-hmm. um, you can put it there. I mean, people know where they get, you will learn where you get your rub points, but because the big thing is practicing with your kit. So if you get a rub point up here, like I know if I'm carrying a heavy rucksack, that um, I get a, a bit up here, depending what sack I'm using. So you could put some of the fleecy web, the moleskin up there to pad it out maybe. Um, but hyperfix is, um, it just it lasts. So, so certain points, I would recommend using hyperfix. So particularly on your back, if you know, if you've practiced with your kit enough, you will know. Tape, tape, or put anti-chafe stuff on the bits that you know are going to chafe, and just put it on in advance. Don't wait because once it's chafing, once it's sore, it's a problem. So it's really easy just to get your roller stick. Um, so put it on any bits, whether that's your groin seen some bottoms on Dragon's back, actually someone had to show me their bum, (laughs) had some bad chafing. So, um, yeah, it it happens, it happens to all of us, unfortunately. Um, Some of us are bigger than others, some of us will chafe a bit more because we're a bit more rounded, um, myself included. Um, So just, um, yeah, put it on in advance don't let it be a problem because it it can be really sore and just ruin your race so this is supposed to be fun isn't it? so
0: prevent the problems and you'll enjoy it more yeah chafing is the worst like chafing and blisters oh my goodness like I remember on my Bob Graham it just like peed it down the whole time pretty much and I remember on the last leg I had a really chafing bum I remember now um, because my leggings were so wet for so long that my bum cheeks were like chafing together and I didn't have anything but a lip seal
1: (laughs) so I remember I
0: had to gouge out this lip seal with my finger and then attend to said area and I thought everyone had gone past I was like everyone go ahead of me go ahead and uh, this guy called Tim bless him he stopped behind to take photos of the view and then all of a sudden (laughs) there's me like crouched down like trying to get this like scraped out lip seal uh, to chafe my bum and like he just saw everything and um it was very unpleasant for him. So uh, that'll teach him for taking photos of you. <laughs> so yeah, to chafe stuff's really
1: good and there's there's different brands I guess like scrawling up butter. Um once you have chafed Sudacreme is really good and they do these mini tubes which is perfect. They also do small little round ones like the size of a um, Vaseline tub um and that's perfect because something like this you can have it in your baggie you, like on the big stuff you can always carry it if you know you've got a sore bit. but this is really good for bottoms um in your bum cheeks um yeah. so that's quite useful um it can it just it's a barrier cream um so it soothes and, soothes and protects as it says yeah um
0: but that's quite useful so i'd recommend that if it's good enough for babies it's good enough for us <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> that's what they use isn't it on baby snappies yeah. yeah exactly yeah. And so this brings us to, oh, it's not the last one, it's the second to last picture. Um, yeah. These feet are macerated, so they're really trench footy. Um, and then there is also a blister on the bottom, and it looks like somebody's tried to patch them up slightly with with what looks like compie, perhaps. Um, it's it's all a mess. It looks horrible. These are
1: probably the same feet as the last picture. I think oh. this is macerated again, it's the same person. So not uh-huh. only are they macerated, but they've got blisters as well. Yeah, and poor it, thing. this is just look after your feet, don't let them get in, in this position. This is gonna be difficult to treat because these feet are potentially race race ending feet um, when they look like that. So you're gonna to have to, we'll, we'll do blister care the same as we always would. So we clean everything up and then sort of pad and tape it but that's gonna. Those feet are gonna be really, 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 really sore. It's quite a nasty one, isn't it? So
0: yeah, yeah. that does look sore. So yeah, like do the same thing again. Um, and then the last picture that we've got here. Oh no, there's another one. Oh, they go on and on. Um, this is a toenail. <laughs> yeah. We've got a toenail, and then we've got an infected blister. So this, yeah. this toenail is basically. It looks like a little finger, but it's not. It must be a little toe. Um, and the nail is. Oh, it's gross. It's just yeah. coming straight off. It's um, it, yeah. It's like someone yeah. with leprosy.
1: All of it all of this comes back to
0: I'm not sure how PC that is. Oh sorry <laughs> It's totally oh, curable now, isn't it, that disease. All of this comes back to preventing problems. So um
1: so you can tape your toes. So to tape your toes, you get two bits, two little bits of K tape, and you put I'll show you on my little finger, one over the top, like that. Uh, sort of over the nail. That way. Yeah. Um and then the other one will go I'll just put it on and you can see and the other one will then go in a circle around it but not oh, too tight
0: okay right. So, oh, so over the we, top
1: and then one around yeah it. and the, the big thing with toes is having shoes that are big enough because it's not acceptable to have monkey well it's up to you everyone chooses how they have it have their feet but if you have if you start a race with monkey toes how would you expect them to be like, like our feet are so important for running like you've got to look after them, you've got to treat them well and be nice to them, um, so that they will get you to the end. And so this person probably had a monkey toe before they started. Um, but so taping them. So if you can see here, there's a bit of t- there's a bit of tape that goes over the top, and then there's a bit of tape that goes round in a circle. And that's just on my little finger but that's the same way you tape your other toes so you wouldn't take your big toe like that you put it on the side like i have done um but you would um you take you take other toes like this and again coming back to the kate Rough website there's some really good videos there that show sure you how to do it but um once this toes like this you need to take it off um but um really it's trying to prevent it being like that um so taping and having shoes that are big enough
0: yeah, I mean, shoes are big enough? So you'd take that bit of nail off and just tape over the top. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's basically off anyway, so I mean, you'd need to watch out for infection because it looks a bit sloppy. Yeah. Which leads very
1: well into the last picture.
0: Yeah, the last picture is... Dun, dun, dun. Oh my goodness, this this person looks like they might be in hospital. This is an infected yeah. blister. Um, yeah. So yeah, somebody's got some really kind of black toes here. Yeah, so these look like some nasty infected toes from having infected blisters, Mm. so
1: really you probably won't get to this position during the race this might be how you are afterwards but it is worth saying that in something like hair we do have antibiotics in the medical tent if you needed them but really it's about preventing this so looking after your blisters in advance so that you don't get into this position keep and then once you look preventing blisters I and mean, then once you have got them really making a big effort to keep it clean so if you're using a scalpel making sure everything's been cleaned first with the alcohol wipe and dressing stuff properly and making sure it's all washed every evening
0: yes yeah so th- would this be a um, a race ender do you think this kind of <laughs> well yeah. it depends how, how the person is but yes
1: because this person's going to need antibiotics these are really really nasty feet um, so yeah this would I we don't like to tell people to stop running we like people to make their own decisions because what one person can run with another person can't um, and it really depends on I think a lot of it is is meant pain a lot of pain is mental there's always a psychological aspect to pain anyway and it's what you can what you can choose to ignore what you can't ignore and some stuff is too painful some people will continue with much worse stuff um, but you could end up really really sick with this and those are very nasty toes that need sorting out so yeah
0: yeah yes probably needs best urgent attention those ones um, and then the last picture that we are talking about here is an expedition blister kit um, yeah. yeah, these are the blister kits that you can buy from Maria, um, so when you sign up for Kit
1: wrap or dragon's back. So the little green and white things you can see in the picture are just the um, alcohol wipes, the thing on the left of the picture is um, gauze, there's some instructions on how to use it, there's scalpels and there's dressings, so lots of useful stuff. You can make up your own pack, but you'll actually find you won't end up making up for much cheaper than you can buy it for from um, Aurea, because um, by the time you've brought stuff in bulk, you may as well just buy it from Shane, and it comes with some really useful pictures on the top, and how to look after your blisters, which is really helpful. Um, but really, get this in advance, don't get it when you arrive, because you can get them posted out to you, um, and learn how to use it, and learn how to look after your feet, so that you can keep enjoying your races, because no one wants to have sore feet, it, it is really Painful. We, we, we put ourselves through these things out of choice. We want to enjoy them,
0: um, but so having the best feet that you can so that you get the most enjoyment out of races is really important. Definitely. I will wholeheartedly agree with you there, Nikki. And we just got one final question um, from Vic, who um, who says, this will be a very interesting talk. Um, it would be good to understand the common causes and preventions. Yes, we've done that. And he says, what about treating them when you get back home? Like, should you just take all the plasters off and walk around in flip-flops? Or what do you do um, when you get back? Yeah, I
1: think, yeah undress everything I mean at the end of every day anyway you're generally going to take your dressings off and let stuff dry but yeah when you get home get stuff undressed get stuff clean and whether that's washing it in salt water putting lots of antiseptic on it um, putting antiseptic cream on it but giving stuff a chance to dry out and then watching it after the race because it's it's quite common to get infected blisters after a race and it's hard because your feet are going to be swollen anyway but you want to look out for more swelling and then for redness and particularly redness we call it tracking when it goes upwards so if you had an infection say this was a tone to so the finger redness here but then it starts going up the foot as so the redness what, uh, spreads and sort of any pussy discharge um that things to watch out for and that would be the case when you would go to your gp or to your minor injuries unit to get antibiotics gp would be the best um best kind of port of call for that to get antibiotics and um, to get that sorted
0: yeah, so just keep an eye on it, keep it clean, and hopefully yep. you should heal up soon. Yeah, exactly,
1: yeah. I mean it takes time for the feet to, to eat, down and often make them be sore for a while, but that's not surprising. We, what we've asked
0: them to do really so yeah yeah, yeah. it's a big <laughs> ask isn't it doing these long races <laughs> and doing things like the Cape Wrath Ultra and Dragon's yeah. Back um well, that's been absolutely brilliant though like I've got a list of all these things that I need to now put in the film description and in the podcast show notes so that people can find all these bits and bobs um that you've talked about tonight Nikki um but yeah I just want to say a massive thank you and like what's uh, just tell everyone what's next for you personally then um, so if it happens, I've got a spine
1: race again in January because doing it once was not enough. <laughs>
0: Out for the win. <laughs> and then um,
1: hopefully, um, the, um, hopefully going to do a Paddy Buckley round um, in late spring, um, and then uh, dragons about a year after. So we'll we'll just see lots lots of adventures, but who knows with COVID. But just keeping running, keeping happy, um, keeping fit, and see what the year brings.
0: Fantastic. Well, it's been so brilliant um, to chat to you tonight. Um, we've had like record numbers of live viewers, so that's brilliant. I think everyone's really, really enjoyed it. Um, oh, they have. There's some stuff coming up. Deb says, Thanks, Nikki. And Geordie Flip says, Thank you, brilliant. And um, Sue says, um, Great show. Thank you, Claire and Nikki. Have really helpful advice. No excuse for blisters now. <laughs> um, and <laughs> Gordon says, Looks like a good one um, to watch later. Um, he's missed the start, so he has to catch up again. Um, fantastic yeah so thank you so much nikki it's been great to chat to you um and uh, hopefully see you at an event soon perfect that's great thanks for having me take care everybody bye. bye yeah bye hi it's claire here i hope you enjoyed this podcast these live chats take place every wednesday evening at 6 30 p.m uk time on world ginger running youtube channel and the link is in the show notes.